opportunity to come into God's house, thanking you for another opportunity to, to share the light, to talk about the word of God, to talk about living the word of God, talking about the power of God, talking about living for Christ every day. Good days and bad days to give him glory and honor that he deserves for being God and for being good to us. Not because he's blessed us with a ton of material things, but because he saved our souls and he delivered us from the power of darkness into the power of light. Father God, he called us out of darkness, First Peter says into his marvelous light, Father God. And we just want to say thank you today in advance. Because you're a good God. Amen. 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 So <clears throat> I was here, I was here last week and, and and I was talking about a prescription for daily living, living every day in the power of God. Living every day thanking God. Living every day giving God glory and all that we what? First Corinthians 10 31. Eat, drink, and do. Not easy, but not impossible. Because Paul says in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you know, sometimes we struggle the most when we try to do things on our own strength as believers. God calls us to live for him, and to live for him means to live in him. Okay, to let him empower you, let him be a part of your decision making, let him be a part of who you are. Amen. So so in with that said, last week I talked about I talked about Romans 12 1 and Romans 12 1 says, I beseech you, Paul, that word beseech means I beg you. Paul said, I beg you, therefore, brother, men of God, women of God. He says, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Last week, we talked about the mercies of God. What are the mercies of God? His grace, his love, his justification, his adopting us into his family, him giving us the power to live a holy life. Those are his mercies. And, 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 and Lamentations say they are new every morning and some of us in here have experienced God's mercy already today already today you may you may say well I don't, I don't I maybe I the very fact that you're here the very fact that you're here you have experienced God's grace love and mercy amen Paul Paul goes on in first Corinthians 10 31 I've already quoted his verse he said and, and, and he said whether for you eat drink or do whatever you do give God glory in it give God glory in it you know, Mick calls me up and reminds me, he reminds me, he, he does it to everybody, I guess. And he just calls me and texts me, you know, you're on for four o'clock. I can't wait to four o'clock. I can't wait to get, come down here and be with you guys and, and, and women and talk to you about the things of God. That's the call. You know, I mean, I mean, I appreciate him reminding me one day I may forget. I hope I don't. I hope I don't get careless like that and forget that I have a responsibility to come and declare the word of God to folks at the rescue mission. Amen. Paul, Paul goes on and, and, and talks about living in that daily power. That's what I really want to talk about today. Living every day in the power of God. You know, how, how is that possible? You know, and, and you, you see me, and this is this is how I am all the time, you know. I go through. I, I, I shared last week, I've been through. I had a rough march. I've had, I've had some ups and downs, some difficult times, you know. As a hospice chaplain, I've told you guys, as a hospice chaplain, I get close to folks. 
You know, I spend a lot of time with folks. And, you know, even today, I call some of my clients and they're dying. You know, they're dying. Okay? And and I fell in love with them. I've shared the gospel with them. I've talked to them. And, and I have to go and talk to them about dying. Okay? But you know what? When you know the Lord, when you can take John 3.16 and take it literally. Literally. I'm talking. I mean, you can take it and put it in your heart. And you can say, for God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. When I can sit there and talk to a patient that's dying, and all of us are, and say, do you believe John 3.16? And they tell me, some of them can't even even respond verbally. Some of them will give me a thumb up. Some of them will just grunt. Some of them will squeeze my hand, and and I and, I, and there's nothing there's nothing that gives me more joy than knowing someone is like that thief on the cross. That ain't their last breath, but in their last breath, they, they, I, I'm able to come into their life and come into their home and ask them, "Do you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins?" Because you can't take your simple sinful self to heaven, okay? So we got to work on that. Paul Paul says. Paul says this, watch this, Ephesians 3.16, one, one, one great verse. And he's talking to people, new believers, young believers, people just starting off, off in the faith. You know, when you're just starting off in anything, it can be hard. It can be difficult. Imagine imagine starting off on a new job and you, you're looking at 30 years working for this company or 20 years working for this company. And, and, and your first day, your first couple days can be rough. New environment, new people, new surroundings. Guess what you need? You need some strength from above. You know, and some of you guys are going to leave here and go out into a new world and, and get jobs. And, and, and you may think, man, I don't know if I fit in this place. Yes, you fit in wherever God puts you. And God will give you the strength to stay there. And he'll give you not only the strength to stay there, he'll give you the strength to prosper. That's what I'm talking about. Paul Paul knew this, and these new believers were young, and they were going out into a fierce world where people people hate Christianity. Okay? And Paul tells them, he says, he's he's praying to God for these people. And in Ephesians 3.16, he says this, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. Well, you know what? Don't get no richer than that. We can sit here and talk about Elon Musk. He just bought Twitter, $46 million, billion, $46 billion. He bought Twitter. God got way, way more than Elon. Okay? So, so Paul is, 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 is he's not praying to any man's source. He's praying to the, to the God of all glory who has riches. And he says, strengthen these people with the might of your spirit in their inner man. In their inner man. That's where we need the power to come from, come from the inside. And it works where, you know, what's the song we used to sing as children? Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. We need that inner man, strong and, 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 and mighty, strong and mighty. Then, then, then Paul says this. I like this. I like all what Paul write. He says this in Galatians. 516. He said, This I say, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Pastor, what's that talking about? Walk in the power of God. Walk, walk, walk in the power of God. You know, Peter, people say, Well, Peter, Peter walked on water, but when I mean, he took a couple steps, then he 
then he then he started sinking, but he took his eyes off Jesus. He started looking at the wind. He started looking at the rain. He started looking at everything but Jesus. And we're going to walk in the power of God. We want to keep focused on Jesus. Keep focused on Jesus because you're going to get distractions. You know, them, them old habits, them old relationships, them old friendships, maybe some old addictions, they ain't going away. They ain't going away. But guess what? Greater is he that is what? Within you than he that's in the world. See, once you, once you attach your spirit to God's spirit, you got power. You got power. You, you know, you ever, you know, I, I, some, of, some of us in here, you know, our first couple cars we had, they might have been like hoopties or something. And, you know, you, you, you go out to start it and, and uh, uh, you know, you call your boy and you say, I need a jump. You know, you know, I need a jump. Car ain't starting. And then he come over with his car. Look, you know what I'm talking about. You know, we've been there. You know, he put them cables on there, put the red one on red, the black one on black, hook his up, turn his on. He said, go ahead, try it now. Boom, start right up. Feel good, don't you? That's how God does. That's what God wants us to do. Sometimes you're going to feel upset. You're going to feel bad. You're going to have, I'm going through. Life is rough. You know, just, just, just get wired up. Just get wired up. Tell God, you know, God, I need a jump. I need a jump. Sometimes I need a jump. Sometimes the best of us need a jump. Okay? Y'all know what I'm talking about. I ain't got to go there too far. Listen, listen. Meditate on the word of God. You know what meditate means? You know, and when you talk about animals, animals, you know, they chew the cud. A cow will be grazing in the grass. He's chewing the cud, chewing the cud. And, it, and it, he, he not digesting it. He's just chewing on it. Okay? And, and a lot of times they'll chew on the cud just to feed their, feed their children. Okay? And, the, and chewing on the cud is an illustration of just meditating on the word of God. Just taking that word of God and just take it first in. Take that one verse. I, I call it the greatest verse in the Bible. John 3, 16. I just gave it to you. Let me give it to you again. Okay. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Within that verse, if you was to just meditate on that verse and chew on that verse, the biggest word in that verse, the biggest word in that verse is whosoever believeth. Okay, so so within that word believeth comes repentance, comes trust, comes faith, comes all that. Because you can't believe anything if you don't trust it. You can't believe anything if you don't have the faith to believe it. So you're going to sit here and tell me, I believe. What do you believe? I believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. Walked this earth for 33 and a half years, never committed a sin. Was crucified, nailed to a cross, buried, and on the third day rose again. And, and, and not only he rose, he rose with all power. Now, for me to believe that, I wasn't born geared up to believe that. Okay? You weren't born geared up to believe that, you, that Jesus Christ was the sinless son of God that walked this earth for 33 years and never committed a sin and was crucified for mine and died and was buried and rose again. You wouldn't, you know, it takes faith to believe that. It takes faith to believe that. But you, if you don't believe that, if you don't believe that, you can, you don't have a right to call yourself a Christian. Okay. And so, so, so in, in believing that and believing what John 3, 16, and then you meditating on that. I, I, I need to believe this. I need to believe this Bible. 
Because God, God wants, he wants to bless you. Now, I, I'm not one of them prosperity preachers. I'm not saying God wants to bless you and he's going to give you a house on the hill and a, a brand new Lexus and, and diamond rings and send you on all kind of vacations and cruises. No, no, no. You know, true blessings, true, the true, true blessings is giving you strength to live for him. Okay. Blessed is the man. What? Let me give you the verse. Blessed is the man. See, won't, see, a lot of people talk about blessing. They won't give you Psalms 1-1. One, one. Okay. That's right. That's right. You want to you be blessed? Uh, you know, the most trouble I've ever got into as a young man was running with the wrong crowd. Amen. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean I, the most trouble I've ever got into was because I was with the wrong folks. Okay. So, so true blessing. When I hear these people, I'm too blessed to be stressed. You know, I'm too, I'm blessed. I'm blessed and highly favored. Blessed is the man or woman, what? That walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Sitting in the seat of the scornful means you hanging out with folks that don't believe. That's trouble all the time. That's trouble all the time for the believer. Bible, Paul says in, in 2 Corinthians 6, 17, he said, come out from among them and be ye separate. You got to watch your crown. You, you know, the truly blessed man is going to walk with truly blessed folks. Okay? I know that makes sense, don't it? So that's how you say something. It's, it's, it's tight, but it's right. Okay? So, so when Paul says... Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Here, your, your walk with the Lord going to separate you from a lot of foolishness. Okay? It's going to separate you from a lot of foolishness. And, and it may separate you from folks that you don't want to be separated from. Some folks may just start walking away from you once you start walking in the, in the power of God. Folks will just start dropping off. People say, well, how do, how do you know, you, you got to go through a big old change. No, it ain't even painful. God will start removing things from your life. It won't even hurt. You won't even know they're gone. Okay? But look at the second verse. Here's the second verse of Psalms 1-1. Watch this. But his delight is in the Lord. His delight is in the law of the Lord. Now, this man who's blessed, okay, this man who's blessed, delights in the things of God. That's beautiful. He delights in the things of God. He delights in, in, in Bible studies and praying and, and praying for other folks. I hope some of y'all praying for me. Okay. I, I hear preachers say, well, you know, preachers are getting burnt out. Preachers are tired. Preachers are. You know, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> the call of a preacher is a supernatural call. Okay. Uh, and, 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 and it only can be done in the power of God. Let me tell you something. You ain't burning God's man out. Okay, if he operating in the spirit of God and, and, and doing what God has told him to do, he's going to have plenty of power. And I ask you guys, you know what? Just keep praying. Pray for the man of God. Pray for your pastor. Pray for him. Okay. You ain't getting burnt out serving God. What kind of God would let his people get burnt out? Think about that. You might get burnt out doing what God ain't told you to do. Okay. So now I leave here. When I leave here, 
I feel good. Okay. I said that like James Brown, didn't I? I feel good when I lead a rescue. Me. Second, I can do my own song. But do I do? I feel good when I come down here. I feel good when I see folks. Last week I was down here. Last week I was down here and Brother Robinson was here. And 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 and, and many of you know I worked in a prison for a lot of a lot of years and this brother worked was there and he said, Man, I just he he said, I just want to let you know that we all the brothers in the prison, black and white, Crips and Bloods, ABs, white supremacists, it didn't matter. We all appreciated you because you were so fair with us. I Man, that's deep stuff. I went home and told my wife, I said, you know what? Because see, you need sometimes you need to need to hear something like that. Because a lot of your work just go unnoticed. It can just go unnoticed. And then somebody like said that brother, that brother said that to me, and it made me feel good. See, sometimes God would just say, you know what, dear, your work ain't going unnoticed. That's deep. Daily precepts. Man, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting there today. I'm going to talk about this word meditation one more time. Because I, I just think it's so important. You know, before I come down here, I said, and I said I was outside in Panera Bread. And I was studying what I want to talk to you guys about. And just meditate on just being focused and being, being committed. And, and, and Psalms 119.97 came up and it says this. And, and it says, Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all day. Now let's hit that word meditation. Okay, again, just just taking a verse, taking taking a verse, taking a situation, and 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 applying God to that situation. All of us in here got situations. All of us in here going through stuff. We got decisions to make. You know, we got life decisions to make. Put the word of God on that life, that decision. Put the word of God on that. Put the power of God on whatever is ailing you, whatever you might have to deal with. Maybe it's a court date. Maybe two weeks from now you got to deal with something. Put the word of God on it. Put the word of God on. I hear I hear people I hear people say this and I and it just makes my stomach cringe when I hear people say this. I done done all I can do. Now I'm gonna pray about it. No, 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 no. That's backwards. That's backwards. Ain't that backwards? You know what know what we should be saying? I'm gonna pray on this. And then when then God give me an answer, then I'll I'll move when God say move. Sometimes we move before God tells us to move. Okay? So we need to really put some prayer on that situation. Put some prayer on that, on that, on that, on that meeting that you may have to have. I don't know what it is. Maybe a decision. Maybe you know hey, where I want to live, where I want to go. Maybe I got to buy a car. But you know, put put God on that thing. Okay? Put God on that thing. You know, we we sing some songs. I don't know if everybody understands them, but it's one song we used to say. I'm gonna let the Lord lead me. Let the Lord me lead me. Think about that, Jeremiah. Jeremiah, let's watch this last verse. This might be the last one I share with you. Here's Jeremiah. Now, Jeremiah, Jeremiah was a preacher, real preacher. Okay. And, 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 and you know how many people came to the Lord under Jeremiah's ministry? <laughs> I think maybe one or two, but he was one of the great, the one of the great Old Testament prophets. Okay. When you start talking about the Old Testament prophets, you know, you're talking about Jeremiah and Ezekiel and, and, and Nehemiah. He, Jeremiah was a great Old Testament prophet. Here's what he said. Here's what he said. And this is what made him great. So I don't get involved in all this other stuff. I, I talk to a lot of preachers. They on the school board. They 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 worrying about the politicians and who gonna be in the White House, who gonna be in the Great House. And I, I listen. Okay. I ain't got time for all that. God ain't called me that for that. Okay. Here's what Paul said. 
Here's what Paul said in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I'm going to stay with me. Paul says, he said, I didn't come to you with enticing words of man's wisdom. Okay. Paul said, Paul said, I, I, I only know one thing, and that is to preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. And he said, I was determined to do that. I was determined to do that. It takes determination to stay on course. God wants us to stay on course. Okay. Jeremiah was on course. Watch what he says. He said, thy words were found. I like that. He found the word of God. And he meditated on the word of God. And he said, and I did eat them. Meaning he consumed them. It was, it was part of his daily appetite. Okay, it came, you know, you know, you ever go to a, your favorite restaurant, you go to your favorite restaurant, some things you just got to have. Paul, Paul, Jeremiah said, this came with the meal, okay? It came with the meal. He said, it was good, and I did eat them, talking about the word of God, and thy word was unto me. Here we go. The joy and rejoicing of my heart. How about that? He says, the word of God was unto him. The joy and rejoicing of thy heart. And then he says this, he closes. For I am called by thy name of the Lord of hosts. So many, so many great lessons that we can get from people who suffered. Jer Nehemiah, Jeremiah suffered. Okay. He was what's called the weeping prophet because he looked out into this world and he seen what was going on in the world. We look outside and see what's going on in the world. We look at what's going on with what they trying to do with our children and all this kind of stuff. It ought to break your heart. It ought to break your heart. Jeremiah, Jeremiah seen all that and he was, he stayed, stayed the course. That's all, that's all the preacher has. When he, when, he, when he come down here, he want to empower you, give you guys strength. Amen. Look these young children in the eyes, and, 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 and they sit here, and, and these guys are paying attention. Okay. And they may say, well, they're young. They don't understand. Well, I believe this. I believe the word of God. The Bible says it will not return void. Okay. And these young men here will probably remember these this this preacher for years to come. I remember being down the rescue mission. They may they may be out of town, me riding down Martin Luther King Boulevard and look over at the rescue mission. We was over there once and I remember that preacher. Okay? Never forget. Never forget. So I just want to sit here and say, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. I'm going to stick around for a second. I don't, I don't rush out. You know, at, at the church I pastor on the east side, you know, we, we I never leave. I'm the last one to leave. I'm the first one there. I'm the last one to leave. We put out coffee and refreshments because I don't want people just to run out of the presence of God. I, I, I've been to churches and five minutes after the preachers get done preaching, the church is empty. It's like a NASCAR light, you know, in the NASCAR light, yellow, green, and orange. As soon as the pastor say, do the benediction, folks shut their Bible up and, and everybody out the door. We don't do that. If you're ever in town, and come stop by on Fifth Sunday. We always have a spread on Fifth Sunday. We always have dinner on Fifth Sunday. Cause I got a lot of older members. They ain't got nowhere to go. They ain't going home. They're going home to an empty house. So I feed them, put out refreshments and snacks for them all the time. And I sit there and talk to them. I sit there and talk to them. I got my one member, she turned 95, and she, her family reunion is in Thomasville, Georgia. And she said, Pastor, I don't have nobody to take me. I said, I'll take you. I said, me and my wife will take you to your, 90, to your family reunion. She's the oldest member in her family, and she want to go. Nobody to take her. I said, I'll take you. 
I take you. Y'all pray for me. Amen. God, because God is just good. God is good. Precious Lord, we just say thank you today. Thank you for the rescue mission. Thank you for these men and women, Father God. They've set the Lord to them and they listen to the words of God. But if there's one thing that I would want them to understand, Father God, they have to believe. They have to believe. Ask God if they somebody here that don't believe. God, give them the faith to believe. Open their heart up like you did, Lydia, and let the word of God dwell inside their heart richly because it's a wonderful life. People may say being a Christian is boring. Being a Christian is exciting. There's nothing more exciting than working and serving God. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Bless you guys. Have a good day.